Hi, it's the girl out there right here with you. It's me, Cindy, coming at you every Friday morning talking all things metaphysical. Yep, I have some amazing guests lined up for you, as well as every other week you get to tune in to my best friend, Dear Diary, as she and I talk about all things, things about metaphysics, things about being moms and women in our 40s, and, you know, just the day-to-day thoughts in our own heads. I guarantee this is one podcast you don't want to miss. I truly believe there is a healthy balance between spirituality and the human world we're living in. And this is one podcast that ties it all together. Can't wait to get on this adventure with you. Hi, so this week you get to hear from my dear friend James and James and I I really I I keep reflecting on how (laughs) I didn't even get to say James and I I keep reflecting on our conversation and um, the elements that you're going to hear in uh, this week's podcast James um, James came into my life in such a unique way Um, so really there's so many points from beginning to end He's such a a unique human in what he's um, brave enough to do and uh, willing to take leaps to really grow for himself. And he learns from other people and he listens and he trusts. Um, So I'm so happy that he um, he's willing to share this with all of you and uh, what he has um, taught me over the last four years about myself. Um, He is a hypnotherapist. He talks all about limiting beliefs. Really, um, in this podcast, if you listen um, just to the words, how he reframes sentences um, so that you you can pay attention even when he talks about things like uh his cold and how he doesn't take ownership for even the cold you'll hear him say it's it's not my cold um so he detaches from things and um and just paying attention to what how we can move forward um really really a great cool guy i i forget to mention um at the beginning that he was once a police officer and and now has gone into um the world of energy um really enjoy uh this this talk um and I hope you do too. And um, thank you, James, for t- for being vulnerable with me. And uh, enjoy. Okay. Hi, it's the girl out there right here with you. It's me, Cindy. And this week I am here with... Da, 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 da. my friend james whelan did i say it right you did cindy okay Spot on. we practice <laughs> this perfectly i know okay so welcome james you are the very first episode of season two i'm so excited don't feel stressed at all <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much 
Um, I'll do a little bit of an intro um, just about how we met and what I think of you and uh, don't feel at all blushed or worried because here I go. Um, but I, I met you, James, um, I guess it was probably, was it about three, four years ago now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we connected uh, via Instagram, the little, uh, little window boxes into each other's lives. And you had connected and, and sent me a message and said, um, you know, I see that you're doing Reiki, um, right? And yeah. you were curious to, to connect because you have yourself mm -hmm. were doing Reiki and wanted to know if we could uh, meet to do a session, right? Yes. And one of those interesting things, because uh, probably different for males, but females on Instagram, you don't always uh, go with some random message from a guy mm -hmm. who says, hey, would you like to meet for Reiki? Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But your messages to me were so, I just knew right away, oh, yes, we are, we are going to meet, we are going to connect. And immediately we had these great conversations and I learned so much about you. Um, we met in person. I got to, um, I got to, we met, but we never did Reiki. Reiki. <laughs> no, no. I think, I think, I think we, I'd first connected with you around Reiki and then we didn't, I don't think we ended up um, actually meeting in person to do Reiki. No. Until um, we ended up just lots of good conversation. Yes. Um, and uh, and then I started taking a hypnotherapy course. Yes. And um, you agreed to be um, uh, be one of my practicums. Yeah. Um, and then you came around, and I think uh, then we ended up doing a Re I did a Reiki session on you um, as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's interesting because when it comes to Reiki. I know a lot of people, some practitioners, um, they can see things, they can sense things. Um, I really uh, experience Reiki I, through my nose and sense, um, and I get different aromas. And, and you know, when, um, when people are shifting some, some, uh, some blockages perhaps, or shifting something big, then um, I get different kinds of sense. Um, and for you, uh, no word of a lie. I, um, it was just roses. I just smelled roses and flowers, uh, oh. which, I, which is very apt because that's certainly what I associate with, with you. Um, yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So yes. We, we've just been on like on a, sorry, I was just going to say we've been on a sort of a, a, a parallel, um, growth journey because I know that you've taken lots of courses as well and, and yeah. I've been opening up sort of individually in different ways. Um, so like, yeah, a parallel sort of um, expansion. Parallel for sure. And uh, I, we, ha we have to talk about um, the hypnotherapy because that has been um, so impactful in my life was that time when I connected with you um, and what hypnotherapy um, my, can I, I want to talk about my experience mm. with you and then we can talk about what it means and then really what's grown for you in your life personally now, because that's exciting for me to talk about too. Mm. Um, he, he, um, but I, okay. So we had, we had met, you had decided to do this and you needed somebody to be your practicum mm -hmm. person. I agreed, of course. Um, 
and so we would we would meet and i had to fill out these forms right about um things that i wanted to work through mm -hmm. right yeah. barriers right. and um and i remember i still remember this because i talked about this to people all the time because i'd say oh yeah you go to hypnotherapy and i thought i was just gonna fall asleep but i was staring at him the whole time i don't mm. I, crazy um and i remember i think the thought that i wanted to work through was trust i believe mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then when you asked me the question once i was asleep on one of the or not asleep but you can say what the word actually was because i don't know um it was like the other word just came out of my mouth that i um i think it was that i didn't feel worthy of love um mm -hmm. or something like that and it was such a an powerful process um to go through that with you um because i've had so many um blocks in well we all have blocks in our life um but I just remember crying every day with you and uh, in those sessions and you looking at me going, I didn't know that there was gonna be so many <laughs> tears. <laughs> and so it was a good learning for you to go like, okay, I'm gonna have to be prepared for tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I just was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, working through a lot of stuff. Yeah, working through a lot of stuff. Um, and even after that was able to then realize how things were related to it. Um, and mm. I would just get simple images. We even went into my past life, like it's amazing. So I don't know if you want to talk mm. a little bit. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I changed uh, career, <clears throat> excuse me, again, um, from government um, and decided to pursue uh hypnotherapy full time <clears throat> uh, the timing wasn't perhaps wasn't great because i decided to do that um and then four months later uh this um pandemic came along and sort of kiboshed uh, my business plans nonetheless um it's a very i think a couple, i had a couple of friends that um practice hypnotherapy and and just listening to them Sort of inspired me to it piqued my curiosity and, and so i looked into it and thought you know what, this would be really interesting <clears throat> I, I was i think really taken by how they were supporting people in implementing some really transformational change in people's lives in their and um in overcoming traumas that that um some people were aware of and other people weren't aware of <clears throat> uh, and I do excuse me, I'm just getting over a tail end of a cold here. So. Yes, that's good. Um, so it, it really, I thought this would be interesting. And I, I, so I thought I'd take the, take the course and um, it, uh, it was extraordinary. And the more I got into the course, the further on I progressed in the course, the more I was like, I became clearer within my own mind that I wanted to do this full time because it was such a, a powerful uh, therapeutic technique. Now there are, you know, and I, I grant you that there are um, a plethora of different sort of modalities and, and um, mediums out there. I don't even want to say mediums, I don't necessarily refer to um, psychic mediums, but what I mean is just different, different ways that people can, um, uh, can navigate um, challenges or um, experience growth. I think um, 
when the more I learned about it and read about it and studied it and practiced it, um, it became clear that, um, and it's in the literature as well, how um, limiting beliefs can hide within the subconscious mind. Um, and we're not even aware of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <clears throat> um, when a person decides to, to address a particular element of their lives that they, they would like to change for whatever reason, um, and if by some chance they, they choose hypnotherapy as that modality to, to deal with it, then it can actually end up going a lot deeper and revealing um, the truth behind things in as much as when I say that, um, like I say, our conscious mind may have an idea um, uh, about what the, 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 the challenge is um, or the issue. But actually, once you get into the subconscious mind, um, your mind, and actually it can take you to, to places where actually what, what the person thought was the challenge and the issue actually has a root cause that's um, very, very different and maybe seemingly um, insignificant to the conscious mind as an adult. Because a lot of <clears throat> our beliefs, systems, our values, etc., cetera, uh, are really sealed in or developed and embedded in our subconscious minds by the time we're sort of nine years old. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure people have heard of the, the, the adage that kids are like little sponges. Um, and, and they are, and that's because <clears throat> one of the reasons is that um, uh, at that point in time, up until they're eight or nine, there's, there's no filter like, um, between the, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And that means that any message unit that's going into their conscious mind is then um, percolating directly into the subconscious. Um, Oh yeah, you have uh, that amazing map. Are yeah, you... I draw a little. So I should probably should have yeah. got some pen and paper and drawn it now. You but, should have um, really drawn that. Right. Sorry. So it essentially, um, uh, um, but then after you're eight or nine, um, around about that age, we end up all of us with this filter called the conscious critical faculty, um, developing between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and. And thereafter, that filter, essentially any message that comes into your conscious mind, it'll um, hang around there for a little while and then go to your, uh, go to that, that filter, the conscious critical faculty. And, and if, if that message unit is in any way incongruent with the beliefs that are, that are embedded in your subconscious, then the message unit gets rejected. <clears throat> I mean, that's one aspect of it. Um, and so you can find beliefs that just become sort of um, situated and embedded in the subconscious, but it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, a child, um, they're observing how one parent behaves and acts towards another. And then they're developing beliefs um, within their subconscious mind, which then gets sealed in. Mm-hmm. Well, that then raises the question, um, um, if what they're observing um, it can it could really change and direct their behaviors as they grow up and um, I think being able to understand that um, it, it's uh, hypnotherapy can be a be a pathway to to liberating oneself 
Um, and I think one of the, the two of the biggest qualities <clears throat> or traits that required when, when somebody um, uh, embarks on this, this kind of this path of growth, this journey, um, one is courage. Um, it's a pretty courageous thing to do. Uh, another is humility because um, it's the, the humility to, to actually say, okay, maybe I, I don't have all the answers. Maybe I don't know, um, but I'd like to find out. Well, that's curiosity as well. Um, and, and so, uh, and some people might embark upon a particular path and, and decide that it's not for them, which is okay. Um, or no, that's enough. Um, but if somebody's willing to just dive deep and dive straight in, then um, then there's a lot of a lot of uh, positive change that can uh, result from it. Because our mind, I'm sorry, forgive me. No, sorry. no, go, go, go. <clears throat> I was going to say our mind um, concocts stories um, to make sense of things. Um, so if 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 it doesn't have enough information, it will concoct stories so that all of a sudden something then makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, those stories don't necessarily have to reflect reality. Um, and so that's your conscious mind will do that in order to make sense of what you're feeling. Do you mean, or your, yeah, your, your conscious and subconscious, um, <clears throat> it'll, um, it'll, it'll put, uh, put together a story. It'll, it'll fill in any gaps with information, gaps of information, um, with a story. So it can build its own picture. Well, that picture um, may not um, reflect accurately right. um, reality of what's happened. Um, right. And so you can end up with, with stories that perhaps the, the subconscious believes is real, but actually weren't. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's um, you, you, cause your subconscious accepts everything as reality and the truth. Yes. So um, you know, you could imagine what a child might, might witness um, up to the age of their eight or nine uh, or beyond that. And, um, and they might witness something based on what, what their parents doing or even another family member or a friend. And then um, it could be horribly skewed within the subconscious mind and, and that can set up a limiting belief. And that limiting belief um, is essentially something that's based on a falsehood, something that's untrue. Um, and then it can manifest itself in, in um, a litany of, of different sort of behaviors as the mind attempts to, to overcome and respond to something, um, which, you know, that can knock on effect, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, we're still sort of exhibiting those um, behaviors in adult life mm-hmm. um, and perhaps wondering why we can't achieve something or, or anything like that. Um, yeah. It's a deep well. <laughs> what? Yeah, a deep well, a rabbit hole. I mean, it's it's also it's like a Pandora's box. Yeah, it's well, like that's a... what, when you think about it, right? I think what I've always said to people, um, what I really love about it is the concept of you're taking ownership for yourself. That although you may want to recognize um, that other people in your life are there and re- you're responsible for it, and um, or took actions in your life that truly, if you're looking back to see, um, 
like I, I for myself might have looked back at my past and said, yes, this happened. And that person was there when this event happened or this emotion happened, or I felt this way. It's my responsibility for how I'm feeling now or um, how I'm reacting now or, you know, how I'm going to move forward. So um, it's like you basically are saying, okay, I, this is the well of my own emotions and how I feel them and how I'm going to respond. And um, how does, like, you had a great idea of like your yourself now talking to the younger you, right? Mm -hmm. And what does, what could the yourself now say in order to make sure that the younger you feels um, protected? Because that's really truly what you need. Does that, does that, am I explaining that well? Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's just, <clears throat> I think that's just one, one sort of um, uh, one tool. Yeah. One, one yeah. tool that, that, that um, I think hypnotherapists will um, uh, develop their own way of working mm -hmm. and think, um, and that's just one, one component of that. What one example um, is is having the older self talk to to the younger self <clears throat> when I think something... that's sorry I just think that if I look at my life now compared to then mm. um, I don't know if I've built that certain muscle since that time with you um, probably I have but because um, I just hear yes you have um, <laughs> but I think that going away from the time that we worked together and realizing certain um certain things that happened and what i held on to and growth that i needed that has been one element that really has worked so if i'm in situations or scenarios or um things where i'm feeling vulnerable and realizing what those feelings might have been and knowing do i need this feeling right now where is that feeling coming from is it coming from like the little girl me feeling like whatever um and not not un, not shaming that feeling but mm. understanding it and then saying okay what do i need now or what do i need to hear in order for me to feel more protected and i can't get that from somebody else i need to give it to myself first and i think i used to source it out to other people like he needs to say this to me in order for me to feel um better or she yeah. needs to give me that. Whereas now I'll be like, okay, well, what do I need to hear right now? Okay. I need to hear that everything's okay. And you're going to get through this and then I can, can get through it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, <clears throat> it's important for, for kids to feel safe. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think that, um, yeah, acknowledging the, the emotion yeah in the moment um is important and and letting it pass as well yes um allowing it to to, to flow through you emotions are great uh signposts for <clears throat> more than the emotion itself they're signposts to where there, there's healing that can be done so if um if we feel triggered in any way shape or form um and you can feel anger arising in you or frustration um, or jealousy or, or anything that's, that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a signpost to um, a place within us that we can go to for healing. Um, 
if we have the humility to ask ourselves that question, okay, why am I feeling this way? Okay. And just having the awareness to recognize that emotion and recognize that there's a trigger perhaps. Um, I love that. Cause I, I, yeah, because I think so many times we, I always say that we've been told that there are good feelings and that then there are bad feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and each emotion, as you and I've probably talked about it, you know, the level, the energy level for each emotion. And, you know, there's certain emotions that give have a higher uh, vibration. They, mm-hmm. they give us a higher energy, but that, you know, you'll often feel people go like, I don't cry or I don't need to cry and uh, I don't want to feel angry because obviously anger is an intense emotion, but from that anger, you know, can, can sprout like Mm -hmm. a great flower. Um, So it's just allowing that to, to simmer up and understand, okay, well, what did I need? What did it was there? Like, it's not like it wasn't there pushing it all down. Doesn't, doesn't solve anything. Repressing it um, is an act of violence towards yeah. oneself. <clears throat> because um, <laughs> um, it's interesting because I think what we think is, is going on outside of us is also going on within us. For example, if, if, we, um, if we judge somebody whilst we think we're only judging them that's actually we're judging ourselves as well and our conscious minds not might not be aware of it but it's not as though there's one rule for everybody else and another rule for us our our minds don't work that way um and so um uh if there's judgment going on outside then there's judgment going on within Mm. and that that can that could be a part of, of one's subconscious which um feels that um or believes that um the mind needs to think a certain way or believe in a certain thing in order to protect justify whatever it is another component and you can see that um very quickly if we're exposed if our belief system becomes based on falsehoods in those early years as a child which it's so easy to do yeah then um very quickly one's belief system could become uh built like a house of cards right um and so and everything's uh, everything's connected and and very tightly woven so there are elements of falsehood which could be interwoven with um threads of truth right and then it's actually being able to sort of separate them and actually work out what's true and what's not. <clears throat> um, you know, one of the one of the most common um, one of the most common challenges that people experience, whether they are aware of it or not, when they're coming into to hypnotherapy or any other is modality is um, is worth and self worth. And an illusion that they're not worthy, and consciously they might not rec- recognize that at all. Um, but as soon as you go into the subconscious, <clears throat> it's um, uh, it's 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 often enough that you can find that there's an element of the subconscious that believes they're not worthy, and 
And I think that that's one of the, the, great, <clears throat> the great illusions um, is um, the belief that, that we're, we're not worthy. Um, for example, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working a, um, a job that's not paying me tremendously well. <clears throat> Uh, I'm not that worthy or look at so-and-so they're, they're earning this amount or, I mean, and that comes with other sort of, uh, uh, sort of attachments as well, but perhaps my analogy is not, not fantastic, but uh, almost appropriate, but essentially um, you can see people questioning their worth and that might come up with relationships as well. Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not, um, I'm not worthy of being in a relationship. I'm not worthy of a partner who loves me. Uh, I'm only worthy of a partner who controls me or it, it can, it could be any number of things. I'm just pulling things out of the air here. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And so, um, well, actually it's getting down to the crux of the issue. And that really is that um, you are worthy and something happened in your life, which led you, your mind to believe that you weren't in some, some way, that there's some kind of pecking order. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I, I think that's one of the wonderful things in my experience when I've worked with people is sort of reconnecting them with their sense of self-worth. Or should I say that reconnecting them with truth because the truth, truth of the matter is that um, everyone's worthy. And, and so I just am thinking now, like you'll have that one first, whatever it is, idea of being not worthy and then it's a layering effect right yeah it can grow and so then so then it's just this ability to go well then that happens so it proves i'm really not worthy mm -hmm. um and so it's a continual lie like i was saying to you before is that the real of uh, uncovering your truth is beginning to understand the lies you've told yourself right mm -hmm. yeah um not knowing these truths you want to mm -hmm. uncover the lies and so that you yeah. start to go no that's a lie it's a lie so mm -hmm. that you welcome back the truth of you yeah um and so as we get older uh there's more of these that we have to really begin to unpack so working with people that are younger you can i mean imagine just starting with children and just being able to keep them in that solid foundation would be yeah and then i that you say uh it is, yeah, it, it's um, <clears throat> like, I think the opportunity to, um, to choose change, choose choice is a very powerful thing. And I, I think that's something that people don't really get um, yet, but choice is extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. um, in, any, in any given moment, you can choose something. You can choose, choose peace, choose mm -hmm. trust, choose love. Um, and uh, it's extremely powerful. So um, yes, working with, with younger people and you know, you sort of, they then have an opportunity to um, divest themselves of um, illusions and falsehoods that their mind might have come to believe earlier on and that, that's setting themselves up for, for a life free from illusion mm -hmm. um, within their minds. Um, but also, uh, it, it's great when, you know, working with people of all ages, because, you know, working with somebody in their, in their forties, 
or 50s that's been laboring under illusions of, um, <clears throat> of, of a number of things to then reconnect them with, with the truth of who, who they are. And it's, it's really powerful stuff and it's beautiful. And um, it's, it's beautiful work to reconnect somebody with that or help reconnect. Because I always, always see uh, with, with a hypnotherapist, that actually they're just the facilitators because really all the hard, the heavy, heavy lifting, all the hard work's being done by the, the person. person. Right. And you're sort of helping, sort of helping with some of the signposts. Yes. And so thinking about it, because I always say like for myself too, I work with beautiful clients and always say they have the choice, right? It's the choice of whether they're going to actually go forward. And mm -hmm. um, for lots of us, we want to stay in our comfort zone. So it's like mm -hmm. you go to seek this help because you know there's something that you you need to get done. And and then it's kind of like a slight change. It might, it's mm -hmm. hard to get out of that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say to people all the time, I can see this, this is what you could do. Da, 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 da. Um, and for myself, it's been like, I need to actually put those wings on my own back and see that I am capable of um, this change for myself. So have really been owning um, some of the discomfort and the uncomfortable times, but doing this over the last, six seven years and slowly like okay i'm gonna gonna fly a bit and mm. take some leaps that are going to be a bit scary and uncomfortable and do it as well um basically saying if i'm saying these words to others i'm gonna own it for myself and mm. sit sit in it sit in the mud and grow mm -hmm. and uh so i'm, I'm gonna tap into you a little bit here because uh as i said before there has been um some such inspiring things that have happened for you personally since i met mm -hmm. you the bachelor life that you um were you know you were off fishing and mm -hmm. doing such amazing fun things and mm -hmm. now um it's inspiring to hear where you're at now if you want to share a little bit yeah um yeah so i guess you know i went through a sort of um uh, being a perennial bachelor um uh, and I, I say that to to being now in in, um, in, a, in a partnership and a relationship a marriage with, with my best friend and um, it's it's really incredible um, there's been lots of growth that's accompanied it and is still occurring uh, growth doesn't stop you know once you say yes to it uh, and embrace it um, there's just growth and growth and growth. And it can be uncomfortable because those um, patterns that we would kind of um, uh, adhere to previously um, in a lot of our behaviors and habits, et cetera, get a bit of a shake. And sometimes they fall, fall to the wayside. So whereas uh, when I was living the bachelor lifestyle, I was essentially off sort of fly fishing and hiking and camping or hunting whenever I got a spare moment um uh now it, it's very different and i'm learning to experience something something different mm -hmm. but i think as, as part of that um about a year ago my my um the ego was was dissolving in quite a quite a big way and, and there was me sort of <clears throat> uh uh finding days where i would just um just be bawling my eyes out or um, just curl up into a ball on the floor, and um, and I didn't recognise myself. You know, I um, I used to be a police officer, and I was a, a 
a shift or a response officer on the outskirts of London for, for eight years. Um, and uh, prior to that, I was in the armed forces and, and I, I loved that job. It was a very judgmental job. Um, but nonetheless, it was, um, if I had still been a police officer when my ego was dissolving, uh, there was a lot of growth going on for me a year ago and I found myself on the street, I always think, goodness me, I, who have I become? Um, here I am sort of breaking down and incapable of functioning. And so it was a very terrifying place to be, but it was all part of the, um, part of the growth. Um, and in that, that time, yeah. just so you mm. were with your partner, um, mm -hmm. right? All so right. that was just, you were growing together and yes. this was uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Very uncomfortable for me. And it was, um, and that wasn't all sort of relationship based. It's interesting, no, it's you know, it is, I think where, um it's being opened up to an element of, of personal growth that i hadn't really looked at or experienced before um and like i said with emotions they're great signposts if you're cho if you choose awareness mm -hmm. and you have the humility and the courage to and you know, the, the presence to actually um look at those it's the same things when experiencing you know, my, my ego was dissolving for me and it was, it was extraordinarily uncomfortable. It was terrifying. It was so unfamiliar. Um, and so what, when you're saying the ego is dissolving just so people can understand what that means. So it was let, letting go of um, control ideas. and ideas. Letting go of ideas, right? Um, <clears throat> lots of ideas that, um, that I was holding at the time. Uh, and they could idea, be ideas which, which I might have thought made me feel a certain way. Um, but when holding on to these sorts of ideas, um, they can actually become a prison. Um, because they are, um, they can restrict, they will give somebody the illusion of, of freedom. But is it really freedom? right and and so to make it less um less uncomfortable to make it seem pleasant and the ideas could make us give us then lead us to a feeling of of um of comfort um when in fact they're actually constraining us but they're doing it and they're making it they're making it look like it's nice and so it's that's when, I, when you look at the ego dissolving, the ego is always going to be there, but um, it's about surrendering ideas. Um, and that's, that's a scary thing to do, especially, you know, the older you get, because the older you get, the longer you've been holding on to those ideas for. Mm -hmm. And so it, it becomes, correspondingly for me, my experience was that it was extraordinarily uncomfortable. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, used the word a couple of times, uh, um, which I thought is, is worthy of bringing up and it's responsibility. Um, I think, and this may even be the way my own mind, mind has coded it, <clears throat> I think society generally, um, responsibility can have a very serious and grave undertone to it. Mm. And, and there's even perhaps a part of our minds which when we hear the word responsibility has in the past associated it with blame and being told off for something. 
when in fact there's actually, I think, um, with that word, it's a pathway or a gateway to um, uh, self-empowerment um, and growth and removing any glass ceilings that might be there. Because responsibility, it's, it's you know, I have <clears throat> in the past been very uh, challenged by uh, admin, getting things done, etc. And, um, and so but taking responsibility for that and actually checking those off the list um, is a form of taking responsibility. And the longer you leave it, it can sort of lead to sort of, excuse me. And at the same time, um, when you start getting things done or checking those things off your list, you can actually feel very, oh, satisfying. Yeah. And that's taking responsibility. Um, we are responsible for our own emotions. So if I get angry, if I shout, if I start to feel jealous, anything like that, mm -hmm. any of those, those kinds of conflicted emotions, uh, it's my responsibility to look at them. It's not yours. If I feel myself getting angry whilst I'm interacting with you, um, our tendency is to project that on the other person. Well, the other person's, um, if they hadn't done this, then I wouldn't have got angry. Or they've done this and I've, that's made me angry. Or they've, um, and so, but it's actually, if I'm getting angry, then that's my responsibility to look at it. It's my, which also means it's, it's my, um, it's a gift to me because in interacting with this person, as I become aware of these emotions, it's actually pointing. Okay, what what is that? Yeah. What's that about? Yes. But it's 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 it has been in the past easy to to get consumed by the emotion, mm -hmm. and then um, perhaps only afterwards one looks at it and reflects and thinks, oh, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But often we don't, and yeah. our mind seeks to justify. Um, that behavior, whatever it was, um, so that we're right in our own minds, mm -hmm. so that we feel right. Yes. And just <clears throat> yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's so, so such a good point to all of it um, is that those, those conversations that those times do need to happen. I'm excited for you that you've uh, been willing to take responsibility um, for this this part and now you're moving into this chapter uh for yourself um and i know for myself i think even when i've looked at um love uh i am so excited to give love to everybody <laughs> but definitely that uh that romantic part of my life i've held very tight um and so i can see how i probably have um taking responsibility for it. Right. I could say, I could see that that's something that I'm ready for it, I would say. Um, but where, what do, what actions or what steps, all of those things, um, and where do I hold myself back? Um, and so that's where you begin to acknowledge, what are you doing? Cause I remember you were saying how the two of you were sitting on a bench at some point and great conversations that allowed you to go like, okay, I think I've, opening to this right mm -hmm. um and so i think that's 
that can be the part where some people will close off. Like, yeah, because it's unfamiliar. It's very uh, unfamiliar. <laughs> right, unfamiliar and yeah. And so it's easy it's easy to to then reject it because mm-hmm. um, when something's unfamiliar um, it, it, it can uh, at times feel uncomfortable yeah. and and <clears throat> there is uh, um, that's I think where the humility and the courage comes in mm-hmm. to um, and the curiosity to, to sort of step into that space where um, there is that um, discomfort that one might be experiencing at that time um, and it will change mm-hmm. um, and it comes from the unfamiliarity it's easy for for somebody especially if they're in a, a place where they're you know where they've got a lot of their needs met mm-hmm. <clears throat> it'd be easy for, for a person not to 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 engage in in growth uh, or engage in um, personal growth should i say or choose not to, because that's still a choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember where I was going to go with that, so sorry. No, but, but even that, <clears throat> I think that statement in itself, um, where we do, that, I think in a lot of us, even at our age, you could see how even partners, uh, this is what I often will say to partners, that you can get, you can remain almost stagnant because your personal needs are being met. So whether it's that now you've got a house, you go on a vacation, not during COVID, but you know, you've, the, 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 you're being, you've got your food, you go out for dinner, mm-hmm. it's like your friend groups are there. So you almost become com- complacent uh, with each other, which is that's the soul you connected with and made a commitment to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you forget that wait, like we, we made a, this soul commitment to our hearts mm-hmm. made a soul commitment mm-hmm. where that's where I get so passionate. Cause I'm like, you made a soul commitment. <laughs> <laughs> so with that soul commitment, I, I say carry forward that soul commitment to know that, um, true depth is that you are going to continue to keep pushing each other mm-hmm. to go deeper, go deeper together yeah. in that well, and know that at times it's going to be like, hey, <clears throat> this is going to get a little uncomfortable, but let's go deeper because that will be such passion because you're going to to know each other in such a way that no other will know. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think <clears throat> um it requires a very committed and, and true um, partner to to support somebody going through these kinds of periods of growth, mm-hmm. um, because it was a lot for for Tara to to have to support me emotionally. I mean, I say it is. I mean, she's a, a fantastic therapist in her own right, and she. Um, she works with people going through all sorts of things. So perhaps it was familiar to her in that respect. <laughs> yes. um, but nonetheless, um, uh, I think um, having a partner who's prepared to support you through going through that because um, is, is important. Um, it's very important. When there is a choice that one makes when embarking on this sort of these journeys of personal growth um and this choice to step into that 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 unknown sphere um and it it can involve 
or invoke very dramatic changes in a person's life um, in so many respects. Um, goodness me, I think back for myself, I, I know I've mentioned it already, but when I think back in my own life, you know, um, I was sent to private school and back in England and uh, university and then joined the armed forces and then joined the police. And so I was very much the, the embodiment of the establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I quit the police and I moved to Canada. And um, uh, then I, I took the Reiki course because um, uh, the, um, the woman I was dating at the time, um, she was a Reiki practitioner. And, and so that sort of opened me up to, to that. I took the course and that introduced me to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, it ended up being a gateway to, to more growth and um, there are many different pathways and avenues that a person can choose to walk down for that kind of growth. It could be, you know, transcendental meditation. It could be lots of sort of uh, hypnotherapy or rapid transformational therapy or emotion code or body code. Mm-hmm. So many different things. Um, and it can just mushroom and, and your life can change completely. Mm-hmm. Um Right. Like you look at, you know, I agree. Cause I think, and I always say that with Reiki um, and not to, not to make Reiki a small piece. Cause truly I oh, feel good, like yeah. for both, both you and I, Reiki has been sort of our sounding mm-hmm. board of what, where we, this all started. And mm-hmm. it was just to go like, that's, that's in the palm of our hands. And, right. and then what it, it, it was is this ability to go, like you and I both, me, a licensing officer, you, Lisa, mm-hmm. that we, we were believing that we needed pensions and good, you mm-hmm. know, solid, that that's the way we needed to go. And then to realize there's a whole other space and people believe this way and, and it's heart centered and mm-hmm. look at, look at what we can do. Um, and that I, I truly believe when I say to people, maybe just, just open with some Reiki and guilt. <laughs> Yeah, your, your minds will open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. You're right. It, it was. It was. It was certainly a gateway for me. Yeah. A beautiful gateway. You know, yeah. I, I did the Reiki one and two, and then I, I went and did the Reiki level three, and um, yeah. I've always got it there. Yeah, you know, if I'm practicing on myself, or I'm practicing on friends, or uh, on my wife Tara. Um, it's uh, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just a tremendous gateway. Yes. So, well, thank you. I, I loved our conversation. This was great. I've been waiting to have this done for so long. I know. Uh, <laughs> My apologies. No, mine too. <clears throat> We've both been in our world of change and shift. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you could give, I always ask this at the end, um, mm-hmm. if you could give everybody just one, I know this is going to be hard for you, <laughs> one little um tool for them on their day just to start if you were to say you sure. know what would that be okay um i'm gonna so one would be <clears throat> if ever you find yourself um experiencing um an emotion that's that's not serving you um starting to feel worried or anxious um about something or starting to feel yourself becoming angry or uh, et cetera about something, <clears throat> then just out loud to yourself, just say gone. 
or you can say gone or all clear or done. Uh, and that will interrupt the, the, the feeling thinking loop. <clears throat> so um, really, so, cause what'll happen is, you know, um, when, when you've had, uh, when you have an experience for the first time, your, whatever that experience is, you'll find different neurons in your brain firing. And when you get a series of neurons firing together, it'll form a neural pathway and that'll release a chemical into the body. That chemical, uh, don't ask me to name it, uh, will, be, um, will be the emotion that you feel. And so you end up with this thinking feeling loop. And so by, um, and so that the feeling will then feed the, the um, feed the mind the brain. Uh, and then that will release the chemical the feeling in the body. And so by, by simply saying, if you recognize that in the moment, just say gone or all clear. <clears throat> so that's a, a very uh, quick and easy tool. I think it'll do a couple of things. It'll help bring um, awareness, a sense of awareness and presence to one's life yeah. and also to one's emotions, the emotions that a person's experiencing. Um, because I said, you know, earlier those, those emotions are signposts. Um, uh, so you can that bring awareness as, as you start to implement and apply this tool, you will bring a person will bring uh, a growing amount of awareness to the emotions that they're experiencing. And then they can look at these signposts in a more sort of a, a, a pretty good way. And at the same time as actually interrupting whatever that is, that loop at the time. Um, uh, so there's that one. And I'm going to, if I can give another one as well. Be of course. <laughs> free, free, uh, freedom from influence. Oh, and this yes. is where the power of choice comes in. So, um, you know, this could be like you're going to, you're walking past Starbucks and you've committed to not having any coffees this week or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Or hot yeah. chocolates, whatever it, whatever it is. And so, um, or to just, just use waves or blends, more Canadian. <laughs> okay. um, so, and you're walking past, um, but you can just feel all of a sudden you're overcome like, oh man, I want that latte or that hot chocolate with the cream on top. Yeah. And so you still oh, find yeah. stuff going in, right? And so in that moment, as soon as you recognize that, you, all you've got to say to yourself is, I choose to be free from the influence of that, uh, of coffee or of hot chocolate, or I choose to be free from the influence of chocolate, whatever it is. Um, it could even be from the, free from the influence of another person. <gasps> right? right? Okay. So, and that's just saying, I choose to be free from the influence of da 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 um, I choose, um, here's another one. So, um, uh, this could be, I choose to free Cindy from my influence. And I would after that say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because oh, yeah. gratitude is a real, um, uh, sort of force multiplier yes. because it's, it tells your mind in your mind, it's actually, it's already happened. Yes. Right. So I choose to free Cindy from my influence. Next, I choose to be free from the influence of Cindy. Next, I choose to be free from the influence of my own mind. Right. Mm. So you could you could apply any you could apply the uh, you're feeling something you recognize it it's not uh, it's harmful or it's not feeling great um, all clear or gone or done in that moment. Um, another one is I choose to be free from the influence of da -da 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 -da. I choose to free so and so from the influence of me. I choose to be free from the influence of my own mind. Those are some very quick and easy tools which um, which could help a person 
um, very easy to carry around in your back pocket, so to speak. Very easy yes. to apply. And, and we, you sent, you. I know you've sent me, I have things that I use. Is that one that choose to, can I attach yeah. that in? Okay, great. I'll yeah, send that. Absolutely. And um, I was going to say, and that's not to take you, that's not mine. That's uh, no, no, I know. Yeah. My, that's my, um, my wife, Tara. That's, that's one of the things that she teaches for yes. influence with, um, with people that she works with um as as well as uh the you know the gone done yes. all clear thing i'm gonna have to get her on this year too you you absolutely absolutely i really I think, want, yeah yeah should do you and i both know it's their choice and their responsibility um where they go i always know that for myself but i cannot um say enough about uh what you do and how you share your information in such a way that always lifts. Um, oh, I could get them. I get emotional in every podcast. It's just what I'm known for, but, um, <laughs> the, the way you've been able to, um, provide me, uh, space for myself and also the way I can see myself. Mm. Yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a blessing to, um, to be able to support you on your journey in mm. whatever capacity I, I've, I've been able to, Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a gift. Thank you. Jay. Thank you. And, um, and the most important question is uh, what is your favorite cup of bliss? <laughs> My favorite cup of bliss. Is that yes. metaphorical or actual? No, actual. I always just like <laughs> okay. to know what. <laughs> um, uh, it'd be tea. Uh, it's probably going to be Earl Grey. So it's a little bit cliched, but, okay. um, but yeah, Earl Grey, I think Earl Grey tea. Okay. That's, that is a good one for me to know. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you, James. And take care of your, your cold, nurture your throat. Thank you. And, um, and I'll put all of that information in. It's not mine. It's not my cold. It's not your cold. It's not my nope, cold. No, it's not your just, cold. It's just a cold. And it's it's just a cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always a pleasure and, um, and enjoy your day. And I will talk to you soon. I look forward, Cindy. Yes. Lots of love. Okay. Bye. Lots of love. Here we are. Okay. Bye. <laughs>Thank you so much for being with us today on this Friday. I hope you had a great cup of bliss with us and that you uh, walk away with some little nuggets or a whole whack of information that you will find useful in your life. That's my hope for these podcasts, that they are useful, informative, and also really fun. You can find me at www.blissfulintuitive.com and on Instagram at Blissful Intuitive. I try to make it intuitive. <laughs> I hope you have a really wonderful day and a really wonderful weekend. A little thought, buy yourself something special. Maybe perhaps it's a bouquet of flowers or maybe some cozy socks for your special feet that have carried you so far this week or perhaps this year. And lean in. Lean into somebody special and look, really look. Have a great, great week. And I'll see you next, see ya next week.